Greetings, PBIC. Welcome to the Post Church Podcast, a time where we reflect on the Sunday sermon and answer some practical questions. My name is Neil, and I'm here with Pastor Sean and Pastor Billy. We're still in the Kingdom Kingdom series in the Gospel of Matthew, and this week's sermon is on Matthew chapter 11, verses 1 through 11. Pastor Billy, go ahead and uh, give us a little summary. Thanks, Neil. So um, in, in Matthew uh, 11, verses 1 to 11, we are reintroduced to John the Baptist, who has been imprisoned while uh, Jesus' ministry is flourishing. And while imprisoned, uh, John has some doubts about Jesus being the Messiah. His doubts rise from some of the same sources that doubt grows from in our lives. Namely, difficult situations, unmet expectations, and limited perception or limited vision. Jesus' antidote for John's doubt is the same for ours. God's word and what Christ has done. And while John could only look at the miracles Christ had done, we can look upon the cross uh, where Christ bore our sin and shame. Thank you, Pastor Billy. Um, I really like the um, how you dissected the, the three things about the doubt, you know, doubt rising comes from the difficult situation and unmet expectations and the limited perception. And you also mentioned that faith uh, is very hard to combine challenging situations and circumstances and trials will come as a result of sin in our lives or others' lives. So this question is particular to that in others' lives. How do we handle when trials come as a result of someone else's sin where we didn't do anything wrong, or the person didn't do anything wrong, and how is this justifi- justifiable? Um, trying to think of an example here. How about how about this example? This might sound um, pretty serious, but but I think it could apply. Let's think about uh, maybe a, a husband and a father who might be abusive, and as terrible as a situation as that might be for for the wife and the mother who's involved, it's also extremely difficult for the children in the house. So they are suffering from the sin of their father. Would, would you think that applies? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's, uh, it's, a, it's a very stark example, but yeah, it's an example, right? So, <clears throat> yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. I think, I mean, first you got to acknowledge that the brokenness of this world, right? Yeah. And um, the effects of sin, the fracturing effects of sin for uh, this world, right? Um, You know, personally, you can look in your own life, right, and see how sin can mar your own life, Mm -hmm. right? We can all look look into our own lives and I'm sure see those examples um, the splintering fracturing effects of sin but yeah take it a step further and think about when we are sinned against 
and the impact of that in the example that that you gave i mean it's mm -hmm. um probably more common than it should than it should be right, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um but i but i think we need to talk about the antidote for doubt and looking at the cross i think regardless of the situation right whether it is you know the effects of our own sin or um being sinned against the, the antidote we're talking about is the same right we're looking towards the cross right and, and christ what he does upon the cross is deal with deal with our sin right the sin that is upon us the sin that we have committed our sin but also with the the shame and the hurt that comes along with um, when we are sinned against. And that is there. That's all part of the overarching um, power of the cross in that you are now when, when sinned against because of the cross <coughs> because of what Christ has done we are free now uh, to be freed of that shame or that guilt that's associated with being when we are sinned uh, against um, otherwise apart from what Christ has done we're left without recourse right we're stuck with that we're holding on to that we have no ability to for the for to live out uh, uh, in freedom from those things so um so really the resource the resource is the same right we come back uh to the same place right that we're going to come to uh the foot of the cross and again we don't find we don't find the, the answer to every specific instance of suffering and doubt but we can take great solace in knowing that um, it's not that God is far away, but he is near. And it's not that he doesn't care, but he does love. And we see all that exemplified at the cross. So you're saying that, just to clarify, you're saying that we not only have the freedom from the weight of our own sin, but also because of the cross, because of the work of the Holy Spirit in us, and only because of that, we also have the freedom to rightly deal with those sins that are being placed, I guess, against us, or that we're dealing with secondarily. Yeah, and we have no, and we have no recourse otherwise. Right. right. So, I mean, you think of how much, how much hurt that exists mm -hmm. from that, and how much people are dealing with, and then apart. Christ um, that are just languishing holding on to that mm. and I think there's a part of the gospel and being on mission with the gospel where we as ambassadors ambassadors of Christ you know kind of that's that, that's part of the mission right it's 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 baked into what we're doing as part of the mission as far as a second question, you said today that God's word is a rock. 
and I was really thinking about that. It was kind of in my mind. And I was thinking about the characteristics of a rock. And in this context, we often think about a rock as being something you can rely on, something you can lean on, something that won't be moved. But by the same token, a rock is something that's not convenient. It's not malleable. It doesn't change. Mm. In fact, a rock can hurt. It can cut you. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think we, I think I said it in the message that, that you know we talk about God's word being our, our rock, and use it in the context of you know it being a firm foundation. But, um, but I think I said that in terms of that analogy, it, it God's word is a rock in as much as that it's not because it makes everything easy, right? So. Um, you know, we will we will rightly be as as we walk in this faith, or as we go through the this process of sanctification, um, we will rightly be in, in situations where, uh, yeah, we're going to be convicted. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I find it interesting. I can't remember if it was somewhere I read or something I heard, but you know, it's, it was the point that there are folks that go through their their Christian life with this notion of man I it's crazy uh, every time everything I think about God always thinks the same way about it hmm it's like how awesome is that that mm-hmm. hey I think of this this way yeah God def- and they go through the whole and it's like wait a minute so you're saying that mm-hmm there's never been an instance where you seems like it might be a cause for alarm. It, yeah, mm-hmm. right? it should be right, yeah. but pe- people are, are blinded right mm-hmm. by that, right? So yeah, rightly as you live out the, the, the sanctification, there's could it be circumstances where you are going to bring your th- pattern of thinking and you're going to bring it up against God's word, and it's going to butt up against God's word. Yeah, and then you have a choice there to come and humble yourself before God's word and say, ah, uh, you know. Yeah, this way of thinking is not in line with the scriptures. Is not in line with what you want, and you know, humbly come before God and, and say, ask for the Spirit's help, right, to to be able to do that. Um, yeah, so 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 rightly, right? It's surely a firm foundation, right? In um, God's word, surely a firm foundation in times of of trouble and in a place of security, um, but. Um, if we think that we're going to walk this Christian life and never come at loggerheads with the Word of God, um, there's there's something off with think, with with the Christianity that operates that way. Yeah, I think particularly in areas of <clears throat> where the where the Word calls us into submission, and as you were talking about the sanctifying work of the Spirit, when we look into the Word and there's these areas of Scripture that are telling us that. We need to submit our lives in these areas that we don't want to submit or these areas that are inconvenient. Then all of a sudden, the word is a rock that we don't really want any parts of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that selective sort of approach yeah. to Christianity and that compartmentalized Christianity. And I think we've talked about that on the podcast before, right? That uh, a, compartment, a compartmentalized Christianity is no Christianity at all. Yeah. Because everything about 
everything that Jesus has talked about in, in well in Matthew right at, at minimum that we've seen is it's an all it's an all or nothing kind of kingdom yeah. right mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a halfway it's not a halfway kind of kingdom <coughs> thank you Pastor Billy um, God's word is a rock and it keeps our feet out of sinking sand and um, like you mentioned Pastor Billy John looked back in the Old Testament for miracles and what Jesus did but uh, when we look back we see the cross the cross which is the great antidote of doubt uh, so thank you Pastor Billy um, any uh, questions to uh, ponder upon for the week sure we'll start with um Number one, how has doubt been a struggle in your own relationship with God? And what truths from God's word were maybe the most difficult to believe in the midst of your doubts? So that's just kind of a self-reflective sort of kind of look back sort of question. Secondarily is to think how can difficulties, disappointments, and suffering feed into our doubts and lastly is to just consider as we've discussed uh, a little bit but maybe to ponder a little further is why is it futile to fight doubt apart from the foundation of God's word thank you Pastor Billy some good points to uh, think about we look forward to tackling those questions this week and uh, until next week, let us strive to live all of life. Hold on one second. One second. Before okay. we go any further. Okay. As very few people know, October is Pastor Appreciation Month. Oh. That's right. It is. And so, <laughs> I wanted to take this moment to say thank you. It's nice. Yes. And also present... Our fearless leader here, Pastor Billy, with a small, small gift from the church to him. I don't know if everybody knows, but Pastor Billy. It's a good way to. uh, Yeah, it's a good way to. That's good. good. Thank you, Pastor Billy. Pastor Billy is um, bivocational, which means that Mm -hmm. he works a full time job and serves the church, which is, in my opinion, astounding that week after week, he provides us the word Amen. and feeds us. And um, on top of that, small group. And I think people uh, take for granted how hard that is. I, I fill in once in a while, and I can appreciate how difficult that is. So Amen. we just want to say thank you. Thank you, Pastor Billy. Thank you for all that you do. And until next week, let us strive to live all of life to the glory of God. <laughs>